Are you ready? I am ready. Let's okay. do this. Thank you everyone for tuning in to this episode. Welcome to Her Creative Freedom Podcast. I am your host, Cassandra Ray, and I'm very excited to be here with my most amazing, beautiful package of a human being that I call my friend and hairstylist. I'm very excited because she's just a bundle of package. Like she's a package of so much that I can't put into words. So thank you so much for being on my show. Well, thank you so much for having me and for that beautiful introduction. I could have made it a little bit more intimate, but I'm going to laugh because together we just laugh too much. Not too much. We laugh all the time. Well, let's I love just it, get but... more intimate. But... <laughs> but I'm excited. I think I'm really excited for this because when I first met you, you were very intimidating. And for anyone that meets Crazy. you... I know is probably intimidated because you are a you are literally my little diva like you are a diva. oh absolutely and we'll get into that but when you meet you you are not who I thought you were by just looking at you so I'm excited because I get that all the time I know you do and how do you look like that and how are you so nice and what I don't know, understand that but question. it's not your niceness it's it's the way you view life like you would just never know it and I think that this is an opportunity a to freaking tell the world who you are because you are literally a, a package of greatness and I'm so excited and honored should say I should, I'm very honored that you are my friend but I want Aww. people to know you for you and everything that you're doing and you need to go see her for your hair because she is a queen hair magician yeah so that's where we're gonna start <laughs> I want you to first introduce yourself so your name your age what you do for a living family my so. name is Jennifer Hallis Ajum I've I never heard you say your last name before Really? No. Weird. Let's start over and say it again. Okay. So are you ready for this? Yep. I am the queen of all queens. <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer Hallis Sajum. I love it. Okay. In my life, I am absolutely timeless and in my prime in other people's like age. I'm, I'm 35. Years young. I'm an only child. Um, I actually love life. Uh, you have a passion for fitness? I have a passion for fitness. Fitness is... It's a part of who I am. You've always been active. Always been active. Yeah. Whether it's like biking or hiking in a mountain in a cave. (laughs) (laughs) We did that once. It's on my YouTube channel. I love it. So you're an only child, which is very interesting. I don't know. I don't have very many friends actually that are only children. So as an only child, what were you like as a kid? Oh, wow. That's a... Okay. So... Only children are very, very different, and I relate to a lot of only children, actually. So growing up, I was around a lot of older, which made me grow up a lot more. I never had to fight with anyone. I never had to share anything. I still don't share. (laughs) That's one thing. Um, No, but it's true. Like, um, you see life on a different outlook, and you're, you're used to being alone. And you're used to, you create your own family. I love being an only child. I don't know any different. And that's so interesting because you don't know any different. And it's funny that you said that you are, you're used to being alone because I'm not necessarily. And that's like something that we talked about earlier that I'm like getting used to being is being alone and like being content with being alone is hard for me sometimes. Really? Yeah. Oh no. I, I, I love my own company to be honest with you. I love that. I mean, I love my own company too, but I do think that you being alone and me being alone are probably very different. Obviously, we're different people, but anyways, growing up as an only child, I could understand that. Oh, mm-hmm. that's different for sure. I love that. As a child, rebellious, followed the rules. Which one were we? Oh, I was a complete angel princess. Are you joking? Okay, seriously? No, like actually. You have to be real on this I show. am so <laughs> real, Cass. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I am a mommy's girl and a daddy's girl. Oh, and, I know that. That's true. And um, they are my best friends. I absolutely love them. Um, but I am like part boy, part girl, I feel. In a sense of, that can go pretty deep. In a sense of like, I have to be, protect myself as like, take on like the masculine role. Yep. And then the feminine role, you know. You do very well. <laughs> we know. <laughs> but I did. I was a princess. I was very, very, very... I lived a princess life. Um, You went to college university, no? Yes, of course. Beauty school. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's a year. Um. Oh, gosh. Oh, no. You're taking me back. Taking me back. I said go as far back as you can. Yeah. I, um, I had the dream life. I had a brand new red Mustang convertible at age 16. I lived a Barbie doll life. And when you see Jen, <laughs> you will know that to be true. So you went to junior high and then from junior high, you were like, yep, I'm going into hair. No. And then you went to hair. So 
I actually do everything that I love. So growing up, my dad owned nightclubs my whole life. So I would always want to go with him to work and he would take me at times to work with him. And obviously I'm not allowed to be there. Yeah, um, what did you do? I, I used to go into the office and hide and hide under the desk and wait till everyone left and last call at 2 a.m. And then once everyone was gone, I used to go into the bar and I used to like look for like money. dollars and money and, <laughs> and everything yes. and they used to turn the music on for me all the time. And I used to literally dance in circles by myself with me and the music. And that was like my therapy. Oh, I love that. Ever since I was a little girl. But it's still my therapy even now. Music for me is like dancing, not music. Music and dancing combined as an outlet. Yes, I get that. And it is so powerful for me. And just, yeah, take it. Music, dancing is everything. I love that. Mm-hmm. You had a good childhood. And the say. best childhood yeah. ever. Like, it's so crazy to top that. Because if I were to ever have, when I have my twin girls, could I give them what I had? You know how, like, every parent wants to give their kid like better than, what? Better than yeah. what they had? I would probably give my kids to my parents and just be like, do exactly what you did to me, oh, to I them, to me. Because they need to hear this. They need to listen to this podcast and hear about that. My parents are lovers. Your parents are beautiful. They're lovers. They're lovers. They're beautiful from the inside out. And that's what I'm used to. I grew up with love. Um, uh, That's all I know. Is Which I completely know makes sense because that's literally like who I know you to be too. Yeah, I'm a lover. I love that. I love love. I love love is everything. We'll get into that. <laughs> um, so going back as far as you can remember then, when you when was it when did you know that hair is exactly what you wanted to do? Oh wow. Okay, so Barbie dolls. Aw. Barbie dolls, me and Barbie dolls. It was just, I used to have everything. The Barbie boat, the Barbie van, the Barbie house, the Barbie this, the Barbie salon, the Barbie everything. I had a Barbie village of everything. What's your favorite color? <laughs> okay, your nails are yellow. Lime, yellow, green, oh, orange. Yellow. I'm in, I'm in the, the rainbow. neon. Okay. I'm in the neon phase right now. Okay, so back to Barbie dolls. Back to Barbie dolls. I am a Barbie doll. I work on Barbie dolls right now. All my clients are absolutely beautiful and they're my human Barbie dolls. So I'm going to take you back. It started off with Barbie dolls. And my mom, um, I used to do her hair all the time. All the time. I used to sit. She used to sit where you're sitting. I used to sit behind her on the couch and I just used to play with her hair all the time. Mm -hmm. And um, she's my number one walking hair model. And my mom's hair is luscious and beautiful and gorgeous. She is my number one walking hair model from like the beginning to now. But um, I actually, did I know I wanted to do hair? It was more than hair. It was hair so easy to me. I loved the mirror. So there's a big thing with the mirror, okay? When you're a hairstylist, you look in the mirror, you see people in the mirror, but the mirror is actually, the person that you look at in the mirror is your biggest competition. And I've had a mirror in front of my face for longer than I can remember. And that person that you look at every day, not only physically, but like mentally, emotionally, everything is just like that reflection is mm -hmm. you, right? How do you want to be? How do you want to look? How do you want this? I love the fashion. I love the fact that I don't have to wear uniform. Yeah. Oh, no. How do you keep yourself on point? No. Fashion. Fashion is, I love fashion. I love the whole look. All about the look. That's the name of my salon. And I incorporated that. Oh, gosh, I was probably like 17. Aww. Mm-hmm. It's not always all about the look. Look what you can see from outside the look. It could be like the look. It's like or, within, I think. Totally. Yeah. And it means and represents so much. But hairstyling is not... Hair is so easy to me. Um, it's not just hair. It's about connecting with a person. Like I could do hair, which I have worked in many many high-end salons and it's just it's a different vibe yeah it's, it's not yours very different vibe and uh, I'm not about the drama I'm not about the bullshit I'm not about any of that I just want to make beautiful hair with beautiful people from the inside out yeah I've come to a point in my career where I don't need you I want you and when I want you I want you to be beautiful from the inside out because that goes deeper than deep it goes deeper it goes real deep and from your experiences too with like all ages sitting in your chair, you always, I mean, sometimes you see this is the best like therapy sessions of my life. Or there's so many times where I'll leave and feel so fulfilled 
or like I needed that conversation. I mean, I've cried in that chair. Like you always hear, I feel like people's stories, lives, situations, men, women. That chair, my chair is my magic chair and I genuinely call it my magic chair. I've learned so much from the older, the wiser, the more beautiful. Um, That my magic chair is my learning chair. I've done and worked with so many different people and everyone has a story. Everyone came from somewhere. Everyone is going through something. Everybody. And the best part with me is no judgment with anyone ever. You can't. um, It's very true. At all. So with your business, actually, that's a good question. How old were you when you started it? And how young was I, you mean? Yes, Jen. How young (laughs) were you when you started your business? And you kind of already talked about your name, all about the look. How young was I? Uh, My first job ever was at a salon. I did all the dirty work. I swept. I I worked in the mall. I worked in the mall and I hated it because there was no natural sunlight. Yeah. And I would never see the sunlight. So actually, when I was a young girl, I used to see the commercial of Pink Lime. It was an infomercial back in the day. And it looked so fun. It looked like the music, the hair, the styling, the blow dryer. Everyone's having a good time. And I remember sitting there and I'm like, that's what I want. That's the life that I want. That's the place and environment that I want to go to every day and just be. And um, when I got my license, I went straight to Pink Lime. And I ended up on my own, doing my own infomercial infomercial for them for four years. Cool, I was I on channel that. 91 for four years. Yeah, down in Vancouver. They flew me there. Then my time was done with them. That's cute. Yeah. I'll... I did not know that. I love that. So then how old were you, how young were you when you started the salon that we're sitting in right now? 22. Crazy. And you've been doing it ever since? Yeah. I've never advertised. I just walk around with beautiful hair. My models are absolutely amazing. and Yeah, I am. <laughs> my walking hair models are honestly the best. Like, I actually have the most beautiful people from the inside out. Yeah, but you attract that, right? I attract my own kind. Yeah. So through your company, what if you can top three most memorable opportunities, whether it was, like, a story here in your chair or where has you how, where have you gone? Like, where have you traveled to? traveled everywhere with hair every destination I've ever gone to every cool place I've ever went was hair I did weddings destination weddings I've done shows I've done I've done everything hair shows fashion shows um WBFF everything everything in the states and stuff too right oh yeah the states Bahamas um uh, Bahamas Jamaica Seattle um LA uh Vancouver uh that's everywhere. cool yeah you did weddings a lot of weddings and shows which we'll actually we'll get into um so the shows she's talking about is the WBFF which I'm going to let you educate our listeners on because I don't know anything about it but all I know is that she looked like a beauty queen up there and I'll just (laughs) let you tell the story but so WBFF what does it mean what is it all about and then I want you to talk about like your experience with it obviously you competed in there so your placement and the opportunities that you took away from it. WBFF. So it actually all started when I did Miss Lebanon. So I did Miss Lebanon. Oh, start there. Yeah, I forgot about that. There's my crown right there. Yeah, that's right. So that's how you got into, that's how you got into the diva, diva shows stuff was that. Pageants? Pageants. Um, Pageants was a big door to what I'm doing now. That's what I thought huge pageants is uh, the dresses the glitz the glam the walk the girls um the people the net group that you have the everything about it I loved I loved the stage so how old were you when you did Miss Lebanon when I first won Miss Lebanon I was a lot of things happened to me at double action 22 so I did oh, that nice. I did that at 22 23 um, at the same time, um, I got my own business. At the same time, I now met my husband. All in one. So it came in threes. That's crazy. And I forgot to mention that you met James at 22? At 22. And they've literally been together ever since. 13 years! Insane. Insane. That's a long time. It is a long time. I love that. Yeah. And there's um, a lot of ups and downs, but that's a whole different topic yeah, in it itself. Is. Yeah, I forgot about Lebanon. So you did... Miss Lebanon, you obviously won because I'm looking at your beautiful crown (laughs) there. And I lived with uh, 52 girls from all over the world and I competed down in Lebanon and I lived with 32 girls, no, 52 girls from all over the world with 
from every single place. So Miss Lebanon Canada, which I represented, Miss Lebanon USA, Miss Lebanon Brazil, Australia, everything, cool. all the beauty pageant girls, but which also led me to, I craved that even more. But what did I want to do? Fitness was a big part of my life too. So I um, got into WBFF. I got introduced to WBFF. WBFF is World Beauty Fitness Fashion. And it's all over the world. Um, travel all over the world with all the queens. But what does it mean to be a queen? There's so much. It's are you, How nice are you? How nice are you to others? How do you treat others? How are you from the inside out? How are you... How do you treat yourself? How, there's just so much with it. It's not only about the look. It is, but it's not from the inside out. Oh, and it's the glitz and the glam and and the people, the environment, the way they think, the how they are, the the fashion. I love it all. So, in I know this is probably a loaded question, but to shorten it, what would an experience be like on? WBFF? Yeah. WBFF is basically Victoria's Secret Angel, the Victoria's Secret fashion show for fitness with all the wings, with the gowns, the wings, the the glitz, the glam, the not only about a fitness competition, but what does it take to step up on stage? It takes discipline. It takes motivation. It takes, you got to be a champ. You got to have a champ mindset. You got to... How bad do you really want it? How bad do you really want anything? So, what is that diva movie with, oh gosh, I can't even remember now. But from what I know from like pageant shows, you have to have like a talent and then you have your gown and then you have this. So basically. And when you did your competition, you had different outfits and things. Oh oh, yeah. What is, what is it, what is a requirement? So things you have to do. Obviously, it's fitness. You, you so gotta you work. At- you gotta work your ass off and step up on stage with the, the most amazing women in the world. The best of the best compete with WBFF. The best of the best in the world compete with WBFF. So they look at your physique because that's part of it. Your physique, but it's- you're ju- judged on your outfit as well. Judged on your outfit, you're judged on your gown, you're judged on your walk, you're judged on how are you with others. There's a do they? How do they judge you on your interaction with people? Do you do like interviews? Oh, everyone's watching everyone's watching. So when I'm also not competing, um, I do hair behind stage. I hand out awards. I do hair. um, I'm involved with all the girls. It's like, it's amazing. Um, I love meeting different women from all over the world and, and it, and it expands your mind and, um, yeah, meeting so many people. So with all of that, it expands your mind. But the one thing that I'm going to get back to is, you know how, People have an obsession for something, like you collect something. Yeah. Um, people either collect shoes or bags or sunglasses. Yeah. I collect gowns. I totally Oh, I, I collect gowns and um, my closet is like gowns. So anywhere in the world I've ever gone, whether it's Vegas, LA, anywhere, anywhere, and I'd see a gown, I'd get a gown. I just, I'm in love with gowns and I get to wear one in two weeks and I'm so excited. I'm such a gown girl. I totally believe that. If I could wear a gown every single day of my life. <laughs> well, you could. You own your own business in your own studio. I actually have worn a, a few. <laughs> I believe it. Thank God Halloween's coming. You just wear one. Oh, Halloween. I know. You don't like Or Halloween. my crown. I, you know? Your experience, you were competing at the same time as doing hair? So you did both no. at the same time? Or no? You did, you did your own show and then in addition to also doing your show, other times you did hair. So when I'm not competing for the show, yeah, I yeah. will work the show. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. It's so crazy because there's so many hairstylists that have a different outlet. There's, um, you could be a hairstylist and an educator. You can be a hairstylist and um, a teacher, like a teacher, somebody opening up a school. Uh, you could be a per, like you can master in cuts or colors. or Yeah, right. And mine is like, I'm really good and quick at styling. I know it's easy. It's just sit in my chair and I can make you absolutely fabulous. Yeah, I believe that. It's it's just easy. So when you've done, I'm not going to say you work for the WBFF, but you have worked for the WBFF I have a contract before. with them for sure. Yeah, so with your, their contract, where have they taken you in the world? <laughs> so far? So far, yeah. So you, far. It's, been, it's quite new. Uh, yeah, and then with COVID them. hit. Yes, so, right. so far I've been to Atlantic City. 
Um, Bahamas. Bahamas was unbelievable. LA. Vegas. And then places around home. So far. Oh, yeah. Places around Calgary. Always. Calgary. Yeah. Vancouver. That That's normal. Yeah. That's like, oh, yeah, I'm going here tomorrow. Yeah. But it's fun to go far places. Yeah, no, that's really, really cool. You are one of the most positive individuals that I know in my life. You look at life so much different than probably most of society and that is something I admire about you because you are completely non-judgmental but you just look at if a crisis hit you you would not feel like you not take it as if you are your like whole world is coming to an end you're a very positive person the way you view life is with an open mind you are a completely free spirit and that's completely something that I I do admire about you so my question is looking back at yourself 10 years ago, how did you become the person that you are now? And that's a loaded question, but people go from being that to this and experiences for sure. Yeah. Non-judgmental. I, I am a yes girl with anything once I will do. And I believe, and I think that is so important because like, who are you? Who are you? Who are you? Who are you in your twenties? Who are you from 20 to 25, 25 to 30, 30 to 35, 35 to 40? You keep on growing and growing and growing and, and what do you want? So it all literally starts in the mind and it's like a puzzle piece. Our world and our life is like a puzzle piece, but I look at life through a completely different lens because it's my reality. So it's like people are like, oh, you can't think like that. You can't be like that. Well, yeah, what I think and say is my reality. Because you create your reality. 100%. Through the lens that you look at. For sure. But if you create your reality through the lens, which are your eyes, it starts in your mind. So I guess for people who – there's a lot of people out there, and I'm just going to say this because it's something I was even going through for a while, was being – okay being alone being in your own head a lot of times people would say I can't be in my own head because I start thinking about things from my past that I'm trying to like ignore and don't want so how I'm sure you've had moments where you're like things come up in your brain how do you navigate through that how do you get through that how have you handled those situations calm observe it's really really hard to just it's so easy to react Um, But when you actually are just calm and you observe and you look and see what is going on and the voices in your mind are not the real you. They can make you believe and they lie to you and they tell you certain things or all of that. But have you experienced that? Absolutely. And when you have, what did you do? I think we experienced that all the time. I caught myself. First, I was aware of a negative thought and that negative thought led me to another negative thought which kind of got me angry kind of got my um energy levels low and I'm just like snap out of it that is not me like no switch it up why are you even mad are you mad really no yeah I don't I don't let things get to me things don't really like bother me it's okay people have a bad day and it's fine I don't let things get to me. I don't let things bother me. I have no control. It is what it is. So how did you adapt the mindset, which I totally agree with as a, not a mindset, but a reality that we are like our eyes are our lens to life. If someone is trying to get to that and exactly as you are where you are, that like you create your own reality, you live through your own lens. What would be advice that you give somebody to get to that point? So The Secret, the book The Secret really changed my life. Oh, I love that book. I love that movie. It really, really changed my life. And I I read it on my way on the airplane to Lebanon when I did miss Lebanon. And ever since then, I feel like it changed my and shifted my whole reality. So I've never, um, I only surrounded myself with things that made me feel good, people that would make me feel good. Um, Experiences, I'm such a feeler. So I started like that. I always knew I was different. Mm -hmm. Um, People used to tell me I was different. I looked different. I thought different. You know, when there's more, there's more of you. I don't know. Just just being a lover. I'm sorry. I just completely. No, I love it. No, I love it. I think, but I think it's your experiences too that help you get to that point of understanding that you do create your reality and where you focus your energy and thoughts is what you are going to project outward. Okay. So I think everything, it all starts with you. Love. Self-love is huge. 
self-love is number one. Um, when you love yourself, you can love other people. When you yeah. love yourself, you can look at the good in other people. When I see somebody, the first thing that I look at is how, how am I going to like, oh, I love your hair. I'm going to compliment this. Or I look in the good with anything, with everything. That's how my mind is programmed. Was there ever a time in your life that you didn't love yourself and you had to learn to love yourself? Which actually brings me back to the thought that you said about how a mirror has always been in front of you. And to a lot of women, that's hard. A lot of women can't view themselves in a mirror. Body image is huge in women, you know? But you, from what I know, and correct me if I'm wrong, well, you've never, you've never dealt with negative body image. Well, you have. I think every girl at yeah, some point does. I take that back because you're right. Everyone everyone does. I think at some point does, but what is beautiful? What is beautiful? That's different for everybody. Oh my gosh, beautiful is it? Okay, I'll tell you what beautiful is. Um, beautiful is health is beautiful. Um, the way you view things are beautiful. The way you, it's not only about just the look, it's, it's everything. That's beautiful. I deal with so many beautiful women um, and they all look so, they're, they're all gorgeous, but what is beautiful? The first five minute conversation you have with like an absolute beautiful girl, she can go from a 10 to a six yeah. real quick or like. And that can be just through like the words that they use. 100%. Uh, how they view life. You can, yeah. you could physically be the most beautiful person, but if you're negative all the time, you are no longer beautiful. <laughs> Your mojo glow is gone. Yeah. yeah. Man, I can, I can go with no makeup, hair on top of my head, um, wear a garbage bag, and I would still radiate and own the room. Why? Because it comes within. Yeah. And makeup is not going to cover it. Yeah, nice outfit's not going to cover it. Nothing. Have you always been like this confident in yourself? I think, I think being thirty five, um, I am very I'm at an age where I'm very 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 secure and confident and two words I would describe it at this age is dangerous and sexy to be honest especially now yeah because I've seen it I've seen some of the most beautiful women and I talk to them for five minutes and then I'm just like oh or I see some like pretty women and they open their mouth and I'm just like wow yeah you know but it it's the whole package. What would be advice to someone else that's on a journey of self-love and confidence? You know, if someone was like, Jen, like, I love how confident you are in yourself. Like, how did you get there? I get that it's experience, but sometimes people, especially people in society, they need detail. They need to, and it's hard to, and I get that's kind of hard to answer that because people just want the easy way out and you're never going to get it that way. But if you could lead someone on a better path when they sit in your chair to confidence in themselves. Um, the one thing that pops up into my mind is the mirror. Okay, let's, let's put a little twist on it. So when I have my twin girls, first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to buy them a mirror their size. It's the first thing I'm going to do. I'm going to make them decorate their mirror. And I'm going to make them sit in front of the mirror, not only physically, but what do you like about yourself? Watch yourself cry. How does that make you feel? Yeah. Looking like that, how is that? How is that? I know it's so cliche when people are like, you know, just like talk to yourself in the mirror. Well, guess what? It works. Mm -hmm. It works. And we all have our good and our bad days, but like what are our triggers, you know? Totally. And it's, it's, your tri it's healing your triggers that are going to make you one step closer I know that there has been times that I've sat in the mirror and all I said to myself was that I'm so proud of you and I just broke in down in tears but they were they were tears of like words unspoken like so proud so happy and so proud that like look at where you are look at what you've been through and look at where you are and that was a really cool feeling mm -hmm. but you have to sit with it I know a lot of people feel awkward to sit in front of a mirror and do that mirror work Oh my gosh, I was so resistant to it for so long. But it truly does make you look at yourself in a different way. You're no longer looking at yourself as a critic. You're like looking into your eyes. But what makes you look at yourself like a critic? I think your experiences. And the way you view them. Yeah. We could have the exact same experiences and the way you view it would be different than the way I view it. But would you say that the way that we would view the same situation differently, that comes from your experience? as like your child, like childhood, what you experience as a child, you take with you as you grow, as you grow, as you grow, which then teaches you how to handle certain situations, mm -hmm. you know? So I think 
I think how you handle situations, how you view life stems from your childhood. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. Um, I and li- I, really, I lived like a princess man and I grew up to be a queen. And I love I, <laughs> my no, own castle. I, but I really do believe that. And I think that's like, that's, I love that about you. And this is not said as like a demonizing statement. People who are insecure are going to be intimidated by that because they're going to want that. But because they don't have that, they're going to get angry. They're going to get defensive. They're no longer going to like you because they want to be, not you, but be that confident. And so here's the thing when I say like that, okay, that's why I only like to deal with beautiful people from the inside out. You got to really work on yourself Mm -hmm. in order. So I'm still trying to navigate trying to be okay with I distanced myself for my family for about 10 years my extended family my family my extended family is huge I have like 52 cousins on my mom's side alone you're loving my dad it's huge it's huge it's huge they're all beautiful people but if um it's just man power of the mind is so powerful and that is what is gonna make you stand out than anything yeah anything the power of the mind is everything yeah everything I always say the older the wiser the more beautiful and that is seriously true because of the experiences that you've had right 100% and I think we like you and I come from completely different child childhoods I also have brothers and siblings and stuff like that we come from different experiences and I've experienced a lot compared to you you've experienced a lot too but they're just we've both experienced a lot of things differently I had to really work to get to where I am now to get closer to who you are now and we're also different ages but that's besides the point and I look up to you because I feel like you are my mirror you Mm -hmm. are a projector and a mirror to me of the person I'm stepping into Mm -hmm. and it's good to surround yourself with people like that like you just said because you need those constant reminders you need that constant mirror of life also to be in front of you to continue to develop into that person Or you surround yourself with people from your old self that are maybe negative, talk about bad people, other things, substances, and that's where you stay and that's where you go. And I think it's important. And that's, I don't know, I just always admired you for that because Mm -hmm. you and Steve, like my boyfriend, and then the mirror itself are all reminders and like reflectors of the journey that I'm on now. It's important to have that. Very. Yeah. Very important. I didn't grow up like a lot of people did at all and that's totally not a bad thing no and um it's not me and my husband now of 13 years grew up very different he grew up very hard I grew up very easy um but I I guess that's what I mean yeah I think that's like a good balance though because when life got hard um I broke yeah you could break so easily but to somebody that's like minor right I've had struggles for sure. I think when it came to um, boys. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Boys. I always thought boys had cooties when I was like real young. And that's the truth. Um, And then hormones and puberty hit. And then I remember grade nine and, and high school. And then all of a sudden I loved boys. And then I was like, whoa. I always dated older. Um, I always dated tatties, the tattoos, the big muscles, the bad boys. I attract bad boys. Why do the good girls attract the bad boys? Because it's a piece that is not familiar. Very used to bad boys. My husband's a bad boy gone good. Oh, yeah. We love James. (laughs) (laughs) Bad boy gone good. No, but that's actually a really good point because um, there are friends that I have that have had life easier that haven't dealt with heartbreak even let's just go relationships haven't dealt with heartbreak until they're like in their late 20s early 30s and when you haven't dealt with heartbreak or something really death a lot some of my friends haven't even experienced death until their late 20s and someone from me who's been to funerals you know I was a kid going to my first funeral and I obviously had heartbreak uh, I don't know as early as high school I've been there, done that, so I've, I've been there, done that, but to them, it's so new, so to them, it's 10 times worse than what I feel, and I guess that's my point, like, everyone goes through different things in life, and I love that you said that about you and James, because it would be, for the most part, a good balance, because you need people in your life that have been there, done that, and people to, yeah, rely on, so with that said, I know 
you are on your own can I call it a spiritual journey? Sure. Okay. No, wait. What did we call it earlier? Mastermind. Master the journey of the mastermind. Um So I'm mastering my mind. So basically this is how I put it, okay? Fitness. Um I'm a pro. I've got my pro card. I'm a diva now with the whole WBFF, but there's a method to the madness with all fitness. You want to step up on stage and look a certain way, there's a method to the madness. You have to eat, sleep, train, repeat the same way. Is it easy? Absolutely not. No. Um, is it um is it worth it at the end when it's on stage and you won? Absolutely. But it's a journey to get there. And just okay, so same with the mind. So all of the most amazing people that have this flow in their life, the the flow of money, the flow of relationships, the flow of um the not going out to chase the high because they have that high all the time which I experienced for the first time about two weeks ago can you tell that experience it was the honestly best drug I have ever been on and I was on nothing Mm -hmm. I was on water I felt like I was on a pre-workout for the energy that I had I felt like I did some molly for as happy as I was I felt like I was on speed because I just wanted, like, to, to have this, like, all the time. So to tell the listeners, we're just going to say that, yes, Jen has experimented in drugs. We've Listen. been there. We've, we've, you know what? No shame. Been there. Done that. Oh, I did don't the regret thing. it at all. Yeah. So you have experience there. So you know what that feels like to say this, this, and this. Oh, absolutely. But in this case, two weeks ago, she was not on anything. She was literally just loving her life. Did something happen? People, What no. were you doing? <laughs> you want to know what happened? Yeah. Let me get back to the master of the mind. So okay. basically, I'm working with an incredible man, man, mind master, and I'm going to be a magician, the genie of my own life. And how do you do that? So yes, there's a point where, okay, I'm positive and I'm this and I'm this and and I love you for that and that is amazing, but there's more. There's even more to this like amazingness. Um, but how do you sustain that? I've been at the top so many times where you just go down and you crash. Um, being at the top and being lonely. You know how that saying goes, um, it's so mm. lonely at the top? Yeah. I'm going to be at the top and I don't want it to be lonely. I want it all. So from money to never be an issue to relationships to flow and be amazing where it's like marriages, friendships, um, with your parents, with your family, uh, everything just being out of flow and actually genuinely waking up every single day, looking in the mirror and being like, wow, life is beautiful. That is... To people that can't see positivity, they're like, oh, fuck, like, that's a lie. Or how, that nobody really lives like that. No, you're or, never going to get there. Or, or, or what, this girl lives in a fantasy world. Yeah, guess what? My fantasy world's my reality. That's what people don't understand. So just like fitness, and I'm going to relate it back to that, how there's a method to the madness when you get super fit. There's also a method to the madness on power of the mind. And once you can master the power of the mind, the mind, our mind is the most powerful tool that we have. It is. And that is the only thing that is going to make us stand out from quadrillions of people. Society. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Period. <laughs> so when you say, like, how do you get there? How do you live at the top and be so content when you look in the mirror Are you there yet or are you learning to get there? So I am definitely learning to get there. In life, I've gotten what I wanted through. It used to happen. So I used to think of something and it would magically appear. Or I used to do something and it'd just be like, okay. And then life used to be a flow of being easy. This world is designed to turn you cold. Oh my gosh. A men yeah you said it this world is designed to turn you cold you never ever ever allow that to happen and if you walk in society like that that's how you're gonna live you have to step out of society to see mm-hmm. more we are creators of our own life we are we are the magicians of our own life we all have magic within us but how do you how do you take that magic and utilize it on your greatest level we all make magic every day um, but what level are you coming from are you coming from your highest level or are you 
creating shit on your like lowest, you know? And that's what you're learning right now. Yeah. And it is amazing. Life changing. So Absolutely life changing. I remember when I, cause I do my own spiritual work, um, with my own spiritual healers and something that we talked about last week was manifesting things in your life. Mm-hmm. And creating the magic in your life. You can either manifest greatness in your life or if something not so great, something bad will say happens and then like, oh, everything bad happens to me. Like, how did this happen to me? You're not just manifesting the good. You're also manifesting the bad. It all comes from within and it all comes from you. It all comes from how you think things and look at things. And that was kind of, that I don't know, that hit me differently because you always usually focus on the good things you want to manifest. You never actually think about the not so great things that you're on also manifesting and the things that happen to you that are like, oh, how did this happen to me? Well, it happened to you because of you yourself. So we're all energy. We're all energy. Your thoughts, and this freaked me out, your thoughts are so powerful. Yeah. So careful on what you think. Yeah. Catch yourself. Yep, because you can literally convince yourself to death, honestly. But you can convince yourself of so much, so much. And I've been there. I've so been there. Mm-hmm. And that's how powerful the mind is. And I think that's why I'm grateful for the journey that I've chosen to take on a spiritual level because I've now learned to navigate that you have a choice to choose the positive or you have a choice to choose the negative because the negative can be incredibly scary. But the negative is also necessary. Yeah, I do agree with that too. There's medicine in everything and there's a reason why the negative is happening. Mm-hmm. Trying to teach you something. But is it really a negative? Or is it trying to teach you something positive? Everything is everything is teaching you. This world is teaching you. I feel like we're in a game. We are in a game. We're in a game. The Matrix. Yes, we're in a game and the outside world can change in an instant. As it is. As it is, but how are we going to react? The only thing that we can literally, we can't change anything. Um, what other people think of me is none of my business. What that's, you know, like we can't change other people. The only people that we can change is ourselves and have an impact on other people and how they feel, right? When they around you or anything but you literally have to work on yourself and it sounds like oh how the hell am I gonna work on myself like what am I gonna do but can you give examples of things that you've done to work on yourself oh yeah every day actually waking up taking waking up having even a water or water with lemon taking time breathing doing breathing exercises three things and breathing is actually one of them so what are two other things that advice you could give to someone else to start working on themselves to get to a better place thought thoughts are so powerful catch yourself thinking um so if you have a negative thought what would you do acknowledge it and switch it to a positive don't let it get to your emotions where it plays that big part yeah yeah that's actually really good advice like it's and a lot of people will ask me like you know how do you how do you cycle through an emotion and don't get me wrong it's something that I'm still working on but you literally just sit with it I feel you and like you said acknowledge it I hear you I hear that you just said that someone's gonna die crossing the street I don't know but it's not yours do you like to cry me I cry all the time. That's beautiful. All the time. Do I have friends that don't cry ever? Yes. And it's really sad. Crying is the best release that you can give yourself. Mm-hmm. Every time I'm in nature, literally every time I'm in nature, um, I cry. It just comes. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Last week when Steve and I went on our little road trip to Vancouver, we were on a hike. Literally no topic was being made. This just happened. And I got, we we're on this hike, beautiful rainforest trail. You're literally in a rainforest on Vancouver Island. It was amazing. And I was just in my head thinking about like where my life is going, where my life is at, what am I doing with my creative business, the van, everything. And I just bawled. And I was like, like my life is in a direction that I'm so happy in. And it's like, where am I going from here? And then we got into the topic about like, you know, what, what's my why and where am I going from here? And it was a beautiful conversation, but it's almost like I needed to have that moment of recognition and reflection of my life. And it wasn't coming in the chaos of driving and all the stuff, but it came in the moment of the silence of nature. Nature's oh. powerful. Yes, so is silence. And so is silence. And so is crying. So yes. I do agree with that. Mm-hmm. You have to acknowledge it. And I think mirror work would be another one. Oh, yeah. I'm going to adopt back bed into my life because I definitely don't do it enough. But yeah. if I can have my dream house, it would be surrounded by mirrors. Oh, everywhere. and big windows. Yeah. Big windows. Yeah. Yeah. You do have really big windows. Big windows, lots of mirrors. Hi. I love it. <laughs> 
And her salon literally is a, you sit in front of the biggest window overlooking the water and you have a yacht. No, not a yacht. I was going to say mirrors on the roof. (laughs) Oh, I have a yacht. Actually, you can talk about the yacht that I have outside of my salon. It's other people's paddle boat. Oh, the yacht. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, wait a second. Why are we talking about this? And why have I never seen it before? Mirrors. I love mirrors. They're, um. I also have mirrors on my ceiling. It's so. a sparkly, sparkly, like unicorn sparkly ceiling with mirrors. And yes, she has a paddle boat in front of her. My yacht. Thank you very much. <laughs> in the backyard. <laughs> okay, I love this. I oh, I love talking about this, but I love talking about this with people like you, but you, because you just make me want to continue on the journey that I am. Aww. Because because you, you are truly a mirror to that contentment. I literally just had this. Somebody asked me, and I'm going to ask you too, what is the ultimate desirable emotion that you want to feel? Like, what are you reaching for? And the first two words that came up to me were fulfillment and joy. And then I had to sit with it for a second because I was like, Cass, you want to feel joy, but what does that even mean to you? So I sat with it for a little bit. And the biggest thing that came up was that I want to look at, I call them my heart pockets. I think of my heart and each heart has a pocket and are they full? And Fulfillment to me is that every aspect of heart pocket, which is your career, your relationship, your family, your friends are full. And I am reaching and striving and going to be living and am living that life of contentment, looking at my life and being like, wow, I'm so content with where I'm at. And I'm so on that path. And it's, I don't know, it's really exciting. But I just love talking to you because you motivate me to keep going even when it gets tough. Because there are some dark shit that I have to work through that is tough to sit in. Oh, for sure. You know? A lot of people try to cover it up. Drugs, sex, alcohol. Any band-aid, really. TV. TV. Mm -hmm. um, Food. Anything um, that can numb it. Anything that can, like, numb the pain. And, um, no. The best thing is going through all of these emotions and acknowledging it and then at the end of the day, just really calm the waters. And that's literally what I said earlier was that I need to schedule time for silence in my life more than I do. I know. It's like every day. What? I know. It's like being like, it's like asking you a stupid question like, did you go to the gym today? That is a stupid question because you should always go to the gym. You should always have silence in your day. More every day. That will change your your whole reality. I do believe that to be true. So with that being said, asking you the same question, what is your ultimate desirable emotion that you are striving for to feel every day? Love. I agree with that. Love and happy. Like genuinely happy. You can't buy that. You can't fake that. You can't be happy though without love. Love is everything. Love is everything. Love is everything. Love makes the world go round. Like, to think about what the world as a whole would be like if love was, like, number one. If I lived in the United States and I was, like, the president of the United States of America, (laughs) honestly, this world would be and filled with so much love. I would make people take care of themselves and take time for themselves and, like, stop pointing fingers at other people and, like, just know that, like, what you see, there's so much more in the unseen than there is in the seen, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. And once people understand that or anything like that, you can call it whatever you want. But I believe in magic. I so do too. I believe in the magic of manifestation. But magic and manifestation to me are like the same thing. But I believe in that too. I believe in magic. I believe that we are magic. I believe I have magic hands. I know I have magic hands. Um, I make hair grow. There's more though. So, okay. How do you have... You know, so you have financial and then you have a relationship and then you have like everything. How do you know when you're flowing? I think it's an emotion. No, everything will fall into place. Mm -hmm. So money shouldn't be an issue when you follow your purpose. So like we all have a purpose in this world and it's planted within and we have to figure it out. And the only person that knows is ourselves. Nobody knows other than you. Can you elaborate more on that comment? Which one? The money should never be an issue when you're... Why is money an issue? Why? Why is money an issue to some people? What When you hear and talk to some people, oh, I have to go to work today. It's Monday and all this shit and bullshit. And it's like, 
you know what, for me, it's like, yay, it's like Monday or Tuesday or Saturday or this day, I'm going to work today, I'm so excited. When you're doing what you love, it's not work, right? And then the money will come. Yeah. But when you're actually living on your true life purpose, money just flows without you even thinking about it. Money is a whole relationship. It How is. do you view it? 100%. How do you look at it? It's 100% When you bad. pay your mortgage, what do you think about? Are you like, shit, like my account went down? Or are you like, I am so grateful that I am paying off a little chunk of my mortgage that is, you know, that is giving me a, a roof? Or how do you how do you look at it? Right. And that is honestly such a true, true statement. And I recognize that some people might listen to this and be like, it's not that easy. You can't just like switch it. But it but it is. Even if you're faking it till you make it, just it's a it's a mindset shift. Instead of saying fuck, it's like, yay. Like it's it's literally just that. Like I just and I am I don't know, I, I was there. It's a mindset shift. Mm-hmm. And your mind is gonna wanna shift you back. But it's recognizing when your mind wants to shift you back and continuing down the... When you look at millionaires, they're, you, you can be a millionaire tomorrow. Just by like one thought, one idea, one something, one whatever. It could, it could happen, right? Anything could happen. It's crazy. Yeah. But how does it happen? Figuring that out yet still. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's a good point. And like you said, everything falls together. But also, when you are walking living your ultimate path desire path path that you are meant to be on money will come but so will everything else Mm -hmm. everything will fall into place you don't need to know how you just need to know money isn't everything your health is number one yeah 100 percent. it's so crazy you can't when you have your health do you think of your health no when when something hurts you that's all you think about Mm mm-hmm so that is the most important thing in the world. The second that you take care of your shell, your body, you, um, this is a good thing for, you know, how do you take care of your shell, your body, your this. We have certain foods that we eat that give us energy, that feed our brain. Yeah. That, and if you, you have to give it water, you have to take care of it in order for you to live your dream life and be the master and genie of your own reality. Yeah. Oh, I loved this. I love you. I love you too. I appreciate you. I appreciate you too. You have to be in my life for the rest of my life. Always. Always. This is where you say, and you have to be in my life for the rest of my life. No, you're going to be in my life for the rest of your (laughs) life. You have no choice. Hi. (laughs) Not going anywhere. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. Deal Um, with it. Okay, well, this is where I'm going to end it because I think this was just, like, a bundle of information as well. And I could literally talk to you forever, but... I can talk more and more and more. It's already been an hour, so... We could dive into deeper, deeper, but that's, like, a different episode. Let's do that. Let's do a different episode. One, we can do, let's say, whoever wants to hear whatever. We can do one strictly on relationships. We do one strictly with you in the mirror. I like that one. Let's do different episodes. I'm so Stay tuned for Cass and Jen on the next live episode (laughs) she's gonna close out the episode today thank you thank you thank you for joining me on my podcast do you remember what it's called her creative freedom i love okay close out our episode thank you so much everybody for tuning in and um oh you just totally yeah i'm so choked don't tell me what to say it's supposed to come out just natural you're just supposed to say thank you everyone for joining us on today's episode of her creative freedom podcast what she said. <laughs> okay, goodbye. <laughs>